Welcome to MS Minute with DCND, your podcast for understanding multiple sclerosis. Every month, our MS experts tackle a different topic to help you manage your disease and live a better life. DCND is a private neurology practice based out of Dayton, Ohio. It's certified by the National MS Society as a comprehensive MS care center. Please note this podcast and its content is designed for educational and informational purposes only. Welcome to MS Minute with DCND. As always, thank you for tuning in. In this month's episode, we are discussing sexual dysfunction, a common MS symptom, but one that is often unreported. I'm Natalie Pugar. Dr. Kenneth Pugar is joining us to break this one down today. Thank you for joining us. You're very welcome. To start, this can be a very uncomfortable topic for patients to talk to their doctor about, but why is it so important that they do bring it up? Well, Natalie, you're right. In our society, most people are uncomfortable or even embarrassed talking about sexual issues. Yet, sexual problems are extraordinarily common across the general population, but especially so in patients with multiple sclerosis. And sexual activity and intimacy plays a very large role in one's overall sense of wellness, relationship dynamics, and quality of life. So how common of a problem is this for MS patients? Great question. Recent surveys of patients with multiple sclerosis suggested as many as 92% of men and 72% of women are affected by sexual problems at some time during the course of their illness. Yet at the same time, surveys also show that many, if not most healthcare providers fail to even ask one single question about this topic at a routine visit. So that's why it's so very important for the patient to bring these issues to the attention of their healthcare provider in an open and honest fashion because we can help. And because many forms of sexual dysfunction in both men and women can be managed. And let's go into some of those different symptoms. I mean, what are we talking about in some of these symptoms that men and women can have? Well, I like to break down symptoms, sexual symptoms and multiple sclerosis into three categories. I want to label them as either primary, secondary, or tertiary. And now there's some overlap between those, but I think if we break them down and look at them in that fashion, it makes it uh, easier perhaps for us to address and treat. And both men and women can have both of these or any of them. So primary sexual dysfunctions are issues that are due to the MS itself. Okay, we do know that multiple sclerosis affects the central nervous system. And the central nervous system is the brain and the spinal cord. Now, the brain and spinal cord are integrally important as far as sexual function goes. Sexual arousal actually begins in the brain. It's the old saying that the primary sex organ is your brain. That's what starts it all. And then those messages are sent down to our sexual organs via descending pathways and the spinal cord. And similarly, sensation to the genital area is perceived by the brain, but that message is sent from the nerves in the genital system up the spinal cord to the brain. 
So you, you see if there's lesions in the brain and the spinal cord, that, that both of those communications are disrupted. And this can be effective in both men and in women. For instance, in women, one of the big problems they have is a decrease in libido, which is in sexual desire. Well, the first thing I do if I have that problem is I make sure nothing else is going on. They're not on some other medication that may be interfering with their sexual desire. But if that's been ruled out, there are things like visual aids. Sometimes I wanna check their hormone levels, especially testosterone. Testosterone is important in women as well. And while they're not commonly used and they're expensive, there are even some medications that are available that might help uh, improve uh, female libido. Another issue, though, that women also face is decrease in genital sensation. And you know, that, of course, understandably can lead to a suboptimal sexual response. And vibrators can be extremely helpful, and I strongly recommend them uh, in, in, if that's the problem. Another big problem with females is decrease in lubrication. And the message just isn't sent down here that can make intercourse uncomfortable. And I recommend generous use of soluble lubricants. So nothing like Vaseline, but something like KY jelly along those lines. Now men can also have problems as well. And we can see orgasmic dysfunction and premature or delayed ejaculation. And again, if that is a problem, I first check meds. Is there anything that they're on that might be uh, contributing to those problems? But by far and away with men, a primary sexual dysfunction is erectile dysfunction. And that is difficulty either getting or maintaining uh, an adequate erection. In 70 to 80% of the cases, those medicines you hear about every day on TV, you know, Viagra and Cialis and Levitra, they can be helpful. They can be very beneficial. Sometimes, however, that doesn't do the whole trick. And then vacuum pumps or penile injections or even penile implants can be considered, you know, uh, if you find an interested uh, urologist. The second type of dysfunction in MS patients, what I call secondary causes of dysfunction. And these are issues that occur as a consequence of other symptoms of their MS. Now, commonly, these can include things like fatigue. Fatigue is extraordinarily common in multiple sclerosis. And if a patient is exhausted, it's hard to feel sexy or hard to have interest or be in the mood. So talk to your doctor about fatigue. There's things we can do about that. Another secondary cause of sexual dysfunction can be due to spasticity. Often patients experience cramping and, and tightness and have a hard time getting into a proper position or certainly if they develop a painful muscle spasm, that can break the mood. And another one can be bowel bladder issues. These, of course, can cause a lot of anxiety and be very embarrassing. Um, strategies like pelvic floor exercises can be beneficial. Sometimes if urinary leakage is a problem, catheterization before sexual encounter, bowel training if there's issues with the bowels, all can be discussed. And finally, they're tertiary causes. And tertiary causes of sexual dysfunction in MS occur as a result of either psychological, social, or even cultural issues that can affect a sexual response. A big one in my experience is body image. Sometimes patients with MS, they just don't feel sexy. They don't feel that their partner finds them attractive. 
know, anymore. Depression often goes along with chronic diseases such as multiple sclerosis. Anxiety, low self-esteem, and fear of rejection. Fear that your partner is not going to find you interested or something about your encounter won't be considered, quote, normal. So should any of these occur, I suggest counseling by a trained sexual therapist or a mental health professional. So what I'm hearing is that a lot of symptoms of MS kind of play off of each other. They do. They do. We have to look at, you know, I'm, uh, I'm an osteopathic physician, and I believe in looking at the body as a whole, mind, body, and spirit. And in sexuality, just like everything else, that all has to mesh uh, for it to work the way it should. So what would you suggest to patients uh, about bringing this up to their physician? You know, what's the proper yeah. way to do that? So again, sexual function is a vital element to a person's overall health and well-being. So please, I've asked my patients to be proactive in regards to bringing these issues up with their doctor. Amazingly, as I said, some doctors are uncomfortable going there or don't want to go there. So if your doctor doesn't ask you, I ask the patient, please bring it up. Uh, they will more than uh, happily either address that issue or refer you to somebody who, who can. Okay, great. Well, is there anything else that we're missing that you'd like to add? No, not really. I think that that is something where it's, it's a communication uh, problem. And you know, if you, I always say, if there's any reason why you, you're embarrassed to talk to your doctor, you have the wrong doctor. Okay. There's, there should be nothing that you can't bring up to your healthcare provider or your physician. Very good point. Thank you so much, Dr. Pugar, for sharing your time. You're welcome. All right. Thanks for listening. Join us next month as we discuss another important MS topic.